0: Hello beautiful people! Welcome to Wisdom Bites. My name is David Jarzinka and today is Testament Tuesday. Testament Tuesday is the time in which we share our stories to give God the glory. And you may be thinking, if you're watching this online, David, where's the other person? You usually interview someone for Testament Tuesday. And we're doing something very special this week. Uh, We're going to get this year rolling on Testament Tuesdays again with a testimony from Gabby Garza. Uh, Gabby shared her testimony during the Aspire conference. Uh, The Aspire conference was back at the beginning of February, and we had some amazing speakers. Matt and Cameron Frad came in and talked about uh, God, life, the universe, and everything, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, and uh, seven myths about pornography. And we actually recorded a live podcast for uh, Cameron Frad for Among the Lilies. Um, And so it was a great conference, but uh, we wanted to share with you a little segment of that uh, from one of our students, Gabby. So, uh, before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram page. Uh, Be sure to follow us at O-L-O-W-T-X-State to stay up to date with everything going on at Our Lady of Wisdom. And be sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, And finally, uh, if you'd like to be on the podcast and be on Testament Tuesday... Uh, send me an email at podcast at org, or just find me in the hallway at Our Lady of Wisdom and we will find a time to uh, get you on the podcast. Without further ado, here is Gabby Garza.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, so before I introduce the next speaker, um, I just wanted to give a little shout out to the Thomistic Institute at Texas State. Um, So, the Thomistic Institute exists exists to promote Catholic truth in our contemporary world. Um, If you are just interested in growing more in your faith and the fullness of truth in our Catholic faith and um, maybe digging deeper into these like big brain questions like Matt was getting into or just Aquinas in general, um, join the Thomistic Institute. The fruits from last semester were truly amazing. in all of our lives. Everybody that was um, participating in the events and the lectures. um, If you can't make it during the weeks, uh, we also have monthly lectures from different popular uh, speakers from around the United States. Um, So if you want more information on that or to get hooked in and to be on our email list, uh, Sean Bryan. Sean, raise your hand. You know what, stand up. (laughs) you can uh, contact sean bryan give him your email and we'll uh, let you know when when everything's going on and also um it's open to the public square so everybody is invited to these events so uh, up next (laughs) we have a very special speaker by the name of gabriella garza Gabby is a sophomore here at Texas State. She is majoring in agriculture. She is no stranger to our Lady of Wisdom. She is involved in Focus, Mystic Institute, and CLD. Um, She has grown, we've grown very close to each other this past year. She'd probably say a little too close, but yeah, it's just, it's awesome being able to have Gabby as a friend. God really blessed me with her friendship. Um, I'm just very blessed to have somebody to run to heaven with. So without further ado, Gabby.
2: Hello everyone. Before I start, I'd like to open up in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, our death. Amen. Mother Mary, hold my hand. Hello everyone. Like Haley, like, <laughs> like Haley said, my name is Gabby. I'm majoring in general agriculture with a teaching certificate. I come from a small town named Guimalo, which is southwest of the border to Mexico. I come from a family of seven who couldn't make it today, but my wonderful sister, she made it today. Today, I'd like to take you into my journey of encountering our Lord and our Lady. So growing up from the ages of three to six, I attended a private Episcopalian school. This is where, for the first time, I had heard about a person named Jesus. I was taught that this man loved me for some reason. I was told I was his daughter, and he was also a friend of mine. The extent of me learning about him was through popsicle sticks, glue, and glitter. We would go to church service on Fridays, but I never had a clue what was going on. After I had turned seven, I attended public school and gained friendships that have flourished into 14 years and counting of laughs, memories, and really, really embarrassing pictures. From the ages of nine to 12, I had not a care in the world. The biggest issue I had was trying to remember where I had left my other knee pad for volleyball practice. From surprise birthday parties to field trips with some of my best friends, life was good, as it should be at that age. My sister, cousin, and I would have sleepovers at my grandma's house, where she taught us how to cook, bake, and sew a button. I looked forward to these weekends. Looking back in my childhood, this was the age everything changed. But I remember, and I never realized it, actually. It, I never realized it until a couple of years later. As I entered junior high, I became exposed to boys who said nice things, who sang to me who carried my backpack for me, and the concept of being in a relationship was the thing you were to do to be considered cool. Let's just say so much confusion and impurity found its way into my person and my heart at this young age. When I should have just been focusing on my next biology exam, I began to change throughout junior high and half of high school. I noticed myself becoming distant towards my family. I would no longer allow them to hug me Hated smiling in pictures, and slowly began despising my own parents. When either one of my parents would say, hey, I love you, my response was always, "Mm mm-hmm, I know. I fell into a deep, dark, and lonely abyss of impurity throughout this time. So much so that I separated myself from my family and those who cared the most about me. But at the same time, I hid it well for many years, or so I thought. I began to constantly tell myself that I couldn't trust anyone. So I grew in silence, isolation, and depended on myself when I didn't even need to. I became so shy and quiet that I couldn't even go up to my teachers to ask them questions when I was having trouble with math. I even declined many invitations to friends' parties or to simple get-togethers. My parents would constantly ask me what was wrong if I was stressed with school and why I wasn't the free-spirited child they once had. I always responded with, oh my gosh, again, I told you I'm fine. But to be labeled as a brat is a complete understatement. As this thing kept growing, so did many others. Throughout the beginning of high school, I chose to give in to my desires, which led me to a place of even greater sorrow, emptiness, and complete self-hatred. I felt as if I were in a fishbowl. Others around me were so in love with life, and I wanted that, but I didn't know how to obtain it. As I'm going through these teenage years, my dad came back to the faith in 2009 after attending a Catholic retreat. From that day on, our home was transformed into a domestic church. As stated in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Christian family is the first place of education in prayer. Based on the sacrament of marriage, the family is the domestic church, where God's children learn to pray as the church and to persevere in prayer. But while my dad was striving to get us closer to heaven, I was doing the complete opposite behind my parents' back. I went through the motions of attending mass every Sunday, praying nightly rosaries, and attending catechism, but never made the faith my own, much less have a personal relationship with the Lord. My dad sat us down as a family one night, looked us straight in the eyes, and said, we are going to be the weird ones in this community. And by weird, he meant that we were going to practice our faith with intention, reverence, and tradition, even if those around us were not. And because of this, I despised the faith even more. I became embarrassed to be seen with my family because people knew we were running after truth rather than just culturally accepting it as Hispanics. I dreaded going to Sunday Mass because I knew people from school were going to be there and see me with my family. It wasn't until I learned about Our Lady of Fatima and her apparition to the three children. In this apparition, one of her messages was told to nine-year-old Jacinta that more sinners go to hell because of sins of impurity more than any other. And I'd just like to repeat that one more time. More sinners go to hell because of sins of impurity more than any other. When I learned that Our Lady said this, I felt an immense amount of shame, guilt, and embarrassment. I knew I had to fix the way I was living my life, but I didn't know how. I began searching for outlets of how to dig myself out of my own grave. The night I decided to admit to myself that I couldn't get rid of my impurity on my own was so vivid. I remember crying out to the Lord to save me because I had had enough. Lent of 2018 was about to begin, and I was so excited to start fresh in my relationship with the Lord. I knew how to pray the rosary, so I did just that. I also found a booklet in between the many theological books my parents had called The Rosary for Purity of Mind, Body, and Spirit. I begged and cried out to Our Lady to help me through each meditation each night at my bedside for 40 days. I felt like what I had done to offend my parents and my heavenly parents was so grotesque that saying a rosary every night wasn't enough. I remembered that Jesus had fasted when he was in the desert, and the thought of fasting led me to turning to Mark chapter 9, verse 28. When the disciples were not able to cast a demon from the young boy, Jesus responds, this kind is to be able to be expelled only by prayer and fasting. That was exactly when I knew I had to fast if I wanted to get myself out of this abyss. I would not advise anybody to do this as extreme as I did for many health reasons, but personally, I knew this is what I had to do for my soul. I had to die to my desires and allow the Lord to show me how much he wanted to love me. By God's grace, through through prayer and fasting, he healed my soul, and I began to find a deep, deep contrition for my actions. It truly felt that throughout the 40 days of Lent, Our Lady had our hands outstretched to me for me to run into. After frequenting the sacrament of confession, a veil began to slowly remove itself from my physical and spiritual life. I could see the beauty in the world around me rather than just living for myself. My love for the Lord was so unbearable in my last year of high school that once the school day ended, I would visit the Blessed Sacrament at least twice a week. I could see him working in my life through songs, podcasts, and the smile that my janitor gave me every single morning before class started. As senior year came to a close, I 100% feared the unknown of how I was going to get to college after my parents told me that... They didn't have money for me to attend. I began applying for scholarships every week until graduation, and also prayed that if it be the Lord's will for me to attend a university, he would provide. He made it insanely clear to me when I received many scholarships. And I truly, truly believe he wanted me to encounter him through so many people here at Texas State. In being a part of a focused Bible study, I have learned and experienced what real friendship looks like when seeing through the eyes Of Christ and not your sins (sighs) I've been able to intentionally love my girls and leading a Bible study with the love that the Lord has shown me from cooking laughing uncontrollably studying for finals and falling to our knees in adoration every morning my home away from home is truly here at Olo with the tabernacle and with my brothers and sisters who show me what true love is centered on Christ Every person who I have spoken to here at Olo has shown me what striving for virtue means, each in their own unique way. Without Olo, my college years would definitely have me falling into the ways of the world rather than living my life with heaven in mind. Having a community to grow in my faith is so vital to experiencing the love and truth that our Lord yearns to show me through others. I've experienced and learned how to persevere in prayer, how to see others and not their sins, how to guard my heart through emotional chastity, and how to let the Lord show me my vocation through daily surrender. Therefore, my testimony has an ending of overcoming my vices through grace. But he continues to find beautiful and gentle ways to transform me every day. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. This world is not a playground. It's truly a battleground, and we need to be armed. Whether you're you're strong in your faith, in the process of learning your faith, or have no idea what you believe, I invite each and every one of you to pray the rosary. Although it may seem so repetitive and monotonous, each Hail Mary is filled with so much grace when prayed with intention and faith. The rosary has been, is, and will continue to be our weapon for sanctification. Praying in general is difficult because we don't know how to sit still in our fast-paced world, but persevere and show up because Jesus showed up for us on the cross. Let's strive for sainthood, my friends, and that means to keep getting back up and running to confession every time we fall. Because remember, we can't do this alone. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Gabby. Just so Inspired by your words, Gabby, that the church is, it's a hospital, you know? It, it doesn't, we don't have to be perfect to come here. We, we can be so broken because we know what the Lord's done for us. I, I love your encouragement just to keep getting back up because every time we get back up, we met by the Lord's mercy. And Gabby, you, you teed us off really well for what we're going to be talking about next. I, I just love what you said that um, this, this life is, is a battle. Like we've, we've been called to, to fights and we know that the Lord is victorious. Well, I hope you enjoyed Gabby's testimony. Uh, we're always looking for uh, new and exciting content to put out for you on this YouTube channel and on this podcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions, feel free to put them in the uh, comments below or, uh, send me an email. Like I said, podcast at TA state catholic.org. Thanks and God bless.